Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, so we'll do you a 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball, 15% on uh, wills and probate and conveyancing till the end of January. Yes, absolutely. So get on board with that one. If you are listening in uh, around the time it was recorded, you've got about a week left to take advantage of the 15% discount. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, propaganda. Stuff what's been happening in the football world. Dan, Michael and Rob with you on this one. Should we start with... A little guessing game. Okay. I'm going to play you a clip now from... Uh, I won't tell you the name because it might give away who they're talking about. See if you can guess who this is about, shall we? I think he's out of his depth. I think a change needs to be made. Machinery was at the, at, the, at the game today. Any ideas yet? I was going to say Jesse Marshall made the opening. But, oh, um, <laughs> I was going to say Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> I'll continue. I hope he's in London because Lampard's beard's down there to say, look, don't bother getting on the fucking coach, Joan, because you're fucking sacked. You're sacked. Go back to Christine fucking Blinkley. Here's your fucking P45. I've had enough of this shit show. I'm sick of people saying to me, he's a nice man, and I've said it on here. He's a nice man. He's a shit manager. He's a shit manager. We, we've got 18 games left to fucking save Everton Football Club. Not save our season. Save Everton Football Club. A change needs to be made now. Not prone to hyperbole there at all, but uh, I think the clue was in it's Lampard. Times are hard and friends are few. Serata are fucking you. I mean, it's the big news, isn't it? It's, it's more impactful, I think, than what necessarily happened at Leeds over the weekend. But um, Frank Lampard got sacked. I really am. I really hope that's how they told him. You're sacked. You're sacked. <laughs> Don't fucking get on the coach. Off your goal, Frank. And, and this thing about him being a nice man, I don't know, to me... He represents. Bizarre, he sort of represents everything that's wrong with this country mm. in terms of entitlement and nepotism and privilege, all that kind of There's, stuff. Um, all the coverage about it since he's been sacked, they've been like, "Oh, you know, like Everton fans really liked him because he was just so charismatic." And I keep reading it, thinking, "Are we on about the same person mm. here?" It's an awful bell end, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly the same. I can, I... That's what I mean. It's the nepotism. It's the it's the it's the client press, isn't it? His pals in the media. But weirdly, but like he was saying, he said before that he's he's a nice man. Mm. I just don't get that from him. Uh, we've had nice men at, like Brian McDermott was a nice man I always felt yep. maybe maybe it didn't work out for management wise but even when we were sacking him I thought well he's a nice fellow whatever Neil Warnock not a nice man Frank Lampard not a nice man it's, I think you can Milanich who even knows <laughs> <laughs> he never spoke um, but you know you feel, I feel like you'd only get a slight handle for things and how anyone has judged Frank Lampard to be a nice man it's, it's confusing 
I don't know. He, he's, I think he's one of these people. I think he's fine when things are going well for him. But as soon as things, people question him or things turn, he very much gets a face on and starts uh, and will we'll throw anyone he can under the I, bus. I really um, enjoyed, it was the athletics piece this morning about Lampard. And there's about five sections explaining about what a horrible mess Everton as a football club is in and how Lampard couldn't have been expected to do anything. But then like the sixth section is like, I mean, obviously he's a useless manager. <laughs> like, you know, that's clear for everyone to see. But you know, the rest of it is crap as well. Yeah, I think it was match of the day where they were saying, oh, well, he's not got any goals in that team. It's like, well, he spent yeah. he spent a lot of money in summer, so why didn't he buy someone there's, who could there's score? A, there's a good line in Barney Roney's piece for the Guardian today. Talking he, about how, Barney Roney's not having him, is he? No, not at all. But he's talking about how Lampard's bemoaned this lack of goal scoring options since he's got there. And he's signed off the deals for Neil Mopé, Deli Ali, and Dwight McNeil. And Rone's yeah. line is like, if you had to pick three non-goal-scoring attackers from the Premier League, there you guys. Yeah, he's had no money to spend apparently, but Dwight McNeil was £20 million, I think. Mopé was 15 And their fans hate McNeil, like, yeah. a lot. <laughs> well, they, 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 all... did, they did sell Richarlison, though, that is worth saying, so they funded it with that. But that's because yeah. they're right up against the FFP limits, and the reason for that is because they've bought a lot of shit in the past. Yeah, and you know, you sell a player for £50 million, if you're going to spend that money... There's, there's scope within that to buy a goal scorer if you're not a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> right, on, on, more on Frank Lampard. No one likes to see it, do they? People <laughs> losing their jobs. Oh, do you? Do you not care? Uh, I mean, it may genuinely impact our season if they get somebody good in. Yeah, and that's a problem, isn't it? I was quite a new manager bounce in a few weeks. I was hoping they'd stick with him regardless. But The hope, the hope is that they're such a mess. Whoever goes there mm. is an idiot just for taking that job mm. in the first place. Hmm. Um, so should we hear from him after they lost to West Ham before he got sacked? Yeah, yeah. Finished game with sixty-eight possessions. So as you standing there with the manager, seeing us so dominant with the ball, how, how how do you get it into the players to to turn that possession into creating more of a threat in the final third? Well, they have to do that. That's not me divulging responsibility, but as a coach, a big part of your game is to work towards the final third and stay there and be there. And then talk about what you want from the players, but those things are more instinctive at that end of the pitch, and we didn't have that today. He doesn't mean divulging responsibility, does he? That's it? not That's a thing. That's the wrong <laughs> word. Yeah, you don't divulge responsibility. He's trying to sound clever there with his paid-for education, isn't he? I don't actually know what he's, he's trying to say. He's trying to. He's mean. I'm, I'm not trying Divest, to blame. Di- I'm not trying di- to blame yeah. someone else. Is yeah. what he actually means. But yeah, divulging is is different. Um, yeah, and he's that's. Obviously, the the setup's fine, but it's more instinctive at that end. And yeah, there's nothing I can do once they get to that point. It's, rem- it's reminiscent of um, Yapstam's Reading team when they came to Ellen Road and had loads of possession, but all of it completely mm-hmm. harmless, just tippy-tapping it around at the back to the point where it wasn't our crowd all laying. Yeah, was, yeah, that was one of the strangest games I've ever seen when we were like 2 0 up and they're just knocking it around the back. It was brilliant. Yeah, they, seemed, they appeared to be time wasted yeah. a couple of goals down. So, so there's, uh, there's possession and then there's useful possession, isn't there? So, should we hear this other clip? This is Yeah, this is from his press conference ahead of the West Ham game. And you think he's got it. Yeah, but then. But then. Wait for the kick. Yeah, you'll understand. I think the thing I, I learned, one of the earliest things I learned in professional football, and maybe my upbringing, to be fair, was that the minute you make excuses or, or blame or try and apportion blame to anything else other than your own input on what you can do to something, is the minute you foul, as far as I see it. Yep. It's all fair enough, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's fair enough. He's well, taking a look at himself. What, what can I do? Yeah, presumably, presumably, he's about to take responsibility now, isn't he? Mm. I think he is. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, if, if the first thing I'd say to the players would be to not look anywhere else but themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so he's done it and he's told them, but they've just not they've not followed his instructions, have they? Yeah, I think it. Does he still think he's a player? I don't know. Or does he realise that as a manager, you are responsible for 
more than just yourself. Our friend Wayne sent me a text about Lampard and he got it from a friend of his, so this is passed on, you know, down the chain and all the rest of it, saying that Lampard speaks like somebody who ha- feels like he's got nothing left to learn. It's kind of the players who have to get up to his standard. Yeah. He also speaks like someone Not who, the Everton ones, who, has, who has had nothing to do with the way t- his own team is set up. Like, he'll, he'll come out and go, well, oh, I don't know why that's happened. Uh, but I imagine Mash does some of the things. Well, which leads us into Leeds, I guess, doesn't it? Um, should we hear first from, from Martin Keown, or should we go for the new Jive Bunny-style Mega Mix? Which do you want? One for the kids there. Yeah. We've, uh, we've been playing some Jive Bunny to Rob. He was, oh, he was up dancing. Yeah. He was loving it. Yeah, it was, it was Come great. on, everybody. <laughs> Clap your hands. Uh, do you want the Mega Mix first? Let's or? go Mega Mix. Okay, okay, listen to the Mega Mix. Then uh, this is the, the radio edit. Disappointed with the result, as we didn't win, but really encouraged by the performance, particularly from the defence. It looks to me as though we've sighed out the back a bit uh, with Verba and up front because we've got plenty of attackers, but we need an extra midfielder. I agree with what your comments on the show, that we need an attacking midfielder who will run through with the ball. You can't expect Adams and Rocker to do it all, and I think... The other midfielders, like Aronson, just aren't doing it at the moment. There's been a lot of talk on, on the Phil Hay show, on the match ball, uh, about performances turning slightly a bit better in the last two games, which to a large extent I agree with. I think our, probably our best two games in a long time have been the last two games, but they've yielded one point from six against Aston Villa and Brentford, who are... However, you look at the mid-table teams at best, how long do we let this go on trudging along, even if things are starting to look better? Because the longer it goes on, the more trouble we're going to be in. Our back line looks completely different with Vuber starting at centre-back. I hate to say it, Coop, but our best four started today, and I think we should keep going with it. Well, that was better. I feel like we're moving in the, the right direction. Performances have certainly improved over the last three games. But it just never really feels like under Marsh that we're actually progressing anywhere. We're just fighting off relegation again. And if there's a, a, a better option out there, a better manager, if we can get a takeover sorted and bring them in, I think that's that's best all around. Um, Vogel looks like an excellent signing. Looks like a, he's able to sort out the defence, hopefully. Got great attacking players. It feels like we we should be doing better with the players that we've got now. Thought we defended much better. Berber came in and did a nice job, but a combination of Brentford's tactics and the ref, the ref, my God, terrible. But terrible for both teams. It wasn't biased either way. Just, just for me, just had an absolute shocker. And uh, I'm glad. Sounds like you boys enjoyed it, but bloody hell, I was like, it's bored out of my mind for most of it. Well, it's an opinion, isn't it? I think that, I think it's probably fair enough. I feel like games like that in the stadium with the tension around it and it does it feels like it means more when you're actually watching it in a ground I always think. It was a really mm. deli- it was a delicately balanced yeah battle wasn't it? I think Moscow described it quite well when we spoke about it on, on the match ball has been like a good meaty it was a good meaty mm. football match wasn't it? But Where, see, if I turned that on and that was Brighton against Brentford oh, yeah. I'd have been like fucking hell. That was um watching the game back yesterday because at, at half time in the ground I was a bit like yeah nothing's happened but I'm not like it's not been terrible, mm. but it's just nothing's really happened. And this, I thought the second half was all right. I'm watching it back yesterday. I was like, oh, maybe it's a bit better than I first gave it credit for. But at the same time, if I was a neutral, I would not 
keep watching this game. <laughs> but, but we're not neutral. We're in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we're in. We've got to stick with it now, regardless. Uh, we should say thanks to Adrian, Billy, Gareth, Isaac, Matt, and Nathan for the, um, the clips there talking about. Leeds. I think yeah, that pretty much broadly sort of represents where we are, doesn't it? Some mixture between boredom and, and frustration and signs of improvement, and kind of where most people are with Marsh as well, where you're like, I suppose it was all right. Like it's not. We just clinging on, aren't we? With yeah. him, it feels like when he's he's he feels like for ages he's been a bad result away from being sacked, but then he's got through a few of them and then managed to come off the back of them with some all right results. So it it just keeps hanging on, doesn't it? Mm. We've got a question from Gareth that we're going to do over on um, Propaganda Extra, some of the bonus bits, which is exactly to that effect. Um, why isn't Jesse getting more stick? In the meantime, though, should we hear from from Martin Keown, who he uh, has taken a lot of stick, Martin Keown, from Leeds fans over the years. Do you remember that song that was we sung against Arsenal? Keown is an ugly character in the he stadium. Is, yep. That was a song that we sung, and he got a ball in the head, didn't he, from Michael Brown ahead yeah. of the FA Cup game? Was it Mark Viduka that had him up by the throat in the um, mm. in the tunnel at Highbury? So, so a check had passed. I'm basically. pretty sure Alan Smith once really badly wound him up as well. He did, yeah, he did a lot of that with Keown and Adams mm. when he first got into the team. It's like <laughs> you're the England captain. I don't really care though. So, are we applying the stopped clock theory to this? Then what is um, what he's being said? Well, well have a listen, have if, a listen. He's, if he's right, have knows. a listen and see what you think. Yeah. I, I don't see any game management. I don't see any control. I think the manager's got good characteristics. But when you don't win games, it's like Codswallop, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just Balani. We're just hearing his propaganda. It's like he's clinging on. They need to get results. And he keeps... There's a message. All the interviews from the players was the same. There's momentum. We're building. We're moving in the right direction. Two wins in 16 games is not moving in the right direction. So the next two games are massive for them. I think the first one coming up is Forest got to start getting results and playing effective football. It's so frenetic and frantic. Calm down and play some football. Calm down and play some football. It's propaganda. He knows. Hey. He also, he's confused. He's gone between Blani and Baloney there, hasn't he? He's called it yeah. Balani, which isn't, <laughs> which isn't a thing. That was on Match of the Day too, wasn't it? Was this uh, Keon, I think? It was, yeah. yeah. He's, a, like, he's right to say there's nothing Marsh can say really well we're not getting results. But at the same time, like, you work for match of the day, Marsh has to go speak to you after a game. And Contractually. He has to do, yeah, yeah, and he has to do however many broadcast interviews and, and, and uh, press conferences. And it is like, if everyone just agreed, yeah, maybe no one should just talk to Jesse Marsh for a little while, then the world would probably be a better place. <laughs> but likewise, Martin Keown can fuck off because he's Martin. part of that whole machine, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, Keown can, can just fuck off. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if he's right he can, he, I don't want to hear it from him I want to hear it from someone who I like we've had a question from uh, Fripp's Privilege which is a great reference there That's, uh, is that acceptable in the 80s podcast? it is yes, yes um, <laughs> which has been it's, cre- it's crept its way into recent uh, episodes of this show Michael with you talking about what you want to bring back odd bits yeah yeah. Uh, ask, top flight time machine as well yes, saying, uh, can you ask Dan how he got a point even though he didn't score a goal against Brentford <laughs> Which point. is which is ref- reference to Sporting Intel Nick Harris, who has calculated the correlation between roughly goals scored will equate to points on the board by the end of the season. Key point there being by the end of the season. Mm. So if we are, so it's going to be taken off us by the end of the season. Is that point? is that how it works? I think so. Yeah. Oh bollocks! But luckily, when we when we cash in the um we'll, the Spurs, we'll, the Spurs and the and the, we'll the voucher and the Fulham points, it's going to be great. <laughs> But we've scored twenty six, which suggests we should have more points. Then again, Leicester have scored twenty eight, so. There is, uh, there's a suggestion that we're probably underperforming. A lot of the metrics suggest we are underperforming. I think that's maybe the other thing keeping Jesse in a job is that there are there are factors and ways of looking at the stats to say that we this is going to come good in the end. And our games we've still got to play, I think, because people will weight those in terms of 
winnable games and how many points you're likely to get. I think on that score, we're, we're due to get more than several teams down there. Uh, Wolves but, have scored 12 goals. Boring bastards. They don't even want the ball in play, do they? It's terrible, isn't it, that? That's terrible. It does gen- it's genuinely starting to track, though, if you look at the table. I mean, I won't read them all out, but... Thank you. Southampton are bottom. They've scored 17, 15 points. Again, Everton above them have scored 15, 15 points. So mm-hmm. it's all starting to level out roughly. So it does suggest that we should start to climb the table if we can turn if we can turn some of these draws into, into wins. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Boney M captures it quite nicely. It says, Leeds are finding new ways to piss me off now. Can we either be shit and lose so I can complain about it? I'll be good and win so I can have a stress-free weekend but for once. Is this not is this not what being a Leeds fan is about? About being stuck in permanent purgatory? Uh, I suppose it used to be. What, what is it now? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, I think we hoped we'd got beyond that, didn't we? for a little while for a few years it was not that it doesn't matter where you are though does it it's always the Premier League has a way of making everything mm. fraught and horrible yeah and let's not pretend getting promoted from the Championship felt comfortable either that <laughs> yeah was, exactly that was one of the most stressful periods of my life was that yeah six weeks or whatever it was post-Covid it was it was absolutely dreadful that wasn't it so that was bad but but <laughs> when, then but when, then the <laughs> but the release at the end of it makes the tension worth it it's just that the problem is the the release at the end of this is well we get to go and do this all again for another season <laughs> yeah that is it's, the payoff's not necessarily worth it is although it? it does feel like with the 49ers stuff on the brink now that you know better things away it's, it's almost like the stakes have been raised a little bit doesn't it which is a bit annoying mm. like if it, if it was this another season of this next year you go oh well fine fair enough but there's almost like there's almost a little carrot being dangled in front of us. Like things things could be better next season, lads. Just just stick with it. Just stay up. Should we hear from Brentford fans? Uh, yeah, go on. This in um, a new podcast. This not not heard from it before. Um, called um, Be Sotted. Be Be mm. Sotted. Be, okay. Yeah. We talk about games of two halves. That, that wasn't even a game of two halves. That was a kind of game of sort of kind of just sort of kind of squish squash kind of not much really happening sort of in the right places, wasn't it? I'd call it a game of no halves. Fair enough. Mm. One long, zero sum half. Give me squish squash. Well, good on him for making the trip up then, isn't it? <laughs> Must be hard work. Mm. Supporting such a boring football club like that. It was kind of squish squash. Yes. Yeah. Um, We've got a, a little bit more of... Uh, be, what is it? Be, be sorted. Um, on 
prop extra if mm. you want to go over to that one after after this. But that wasn't particularly interesting, was it? Fair enough. Let's move on. Let's have some fun around the rest of the football world. Where else did we have fun this weekend then? So Man United lost. That was good. That was good. We enjoyed that, particularly because there was a late VAR intervention. So should we um, enjoy this? This is the sound of... Well, Rob, what are... Just have a quick Google for this. What are the... Is it seven stages of grief? If you could just... Uh... There are seven stages of grief, yes. I think uh, so. it starts with shock. This is what Google is telling me. Uh, and it moves on to denial and then anger and bargaining, depression, acceptance and hope. And then finally, you finally process the grief. Right. So we actually hear in this clip all seven stages of grief, uh, which is great fun. So enjoy this. This is a Man United fan being sad. They're checking the VAR here. Is there a potential offside? Come on, let's have a look at this. Where's the pass? The part he's definitely offside, mate. Come on, yes, mate. He's gonna be off, yes, mate. <laughs> Come on, get in. I fucking love a bit of the AR. Come on, let's have a look. Is he offside? Oh, he's not. I don't know where are they gonna put. He's 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 not. He's not. Oh, fuck, man. They've awarded it, guys. They fucking awarded it, mate. They were having a look at it. I thought there was a potential offside. They've given it. Fucking bullshit, man. Oh, dudes. They should, which fucking freeze frame are they choosing it from, though? You know, like they showed about six different fucking freeze frames of the fucking shot in the past. What, the one that choose the one that fucking looks the most onside, twerks? Then Ketty against the flick in there. It's free to you like we've been fucking done by the VAR there, guys. What a stitch up. The fucking stink show. Bollocks. 3-2 anyway. They're trying to find the right frame, I know. But 3-2. Band of Merry Melters there. Celebrating like they've already won the fucking league. Bunch of losers. But no, to be fair to them, they're looking good at the moment. They've completely done us at the end, mate. It's a smashing grab by them at the end. Uh, all of them. I think, it, yeah, the rest of his day must have been processing the grief, I think. <laughs> but I don't know how he was so confident it was offside. Because I saw that. Yeah, I, you only see what you want to see, don't you? Maybe so. Maybe so. Eddie and Ketty, though. Yeah. Lead legend. He did phone, he phoned in the uh, the goal, didn't he? Scum, ah. scum fans never get the VAR calls, do they either? Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah, it's a shame for him, though. It's a shame it might have turned. What can we do about this, though? That's the question. What can we do about this? Because it sounds like it's all falling apart over there because they conceded a late goal. Yeah, um, and it's not um, it's not the manager to blame. I mean, VAR, partly to blame. Yeah. But he, he's, got other, he's got other ideas as Flying Pig United. With Casemiro in that, Team, I fully believe we would have got a better result from that today. We might have only drawn, or who knows, we might have gone and won the game. That's the difference having the best central defensive midfielder in the world can can make. And you're going from having the best defensive midfielder in the world in Casemiro to having some bloke called Scotty, who's fucking bang average. So, uh, you know, it, 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 there you go. We've, we've asked for it. Hashtag Glazers out. <laughs> Get the green and gold scouts, everybody. Also, within that same clip, he's acknowledged the Glazers have... Within this, the last few months, bought the best defensive midfielder in the world. I bet, that, but not enough. Get Ronaldo even, back. But even so, <laughs> idiots. Honestly, can we cope with more manks? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's not a mank, is he? That guy. No, he's he's a, he's a Man United fan. I don't know where he's actually from. He's got. Oh, imagine being sat next to him in a pub while Man United are playing. I was going to say he reminds me of like a Chris Morris character or something. Yeah. <laughs> but the, these lads, City Extra. Long-term favourites on this um, on this show, very much Mank, uh, and it, it just it oozes out of every sound wave that you are about to hear. 
Uh, so this is is this when they went two 0 down this? Yes, this is about was it last Monday? I think they played Spurs. Yeah, so this is when, this is when it was all falling apart. Yes. Don't shit the bed. Harry Kane saved. It's two 0 I can't fucking believe it. It's two fucking nil in two minutes. We've done it again. <laughs> We've we fucking done it again. <laughs> We're fucking shit. We've mate. fucking done Forget it again. This league. this league is done. Don't talk about the league title anymore. <laughs> Arsenal have won it. We are dead. That's it. It's all over, lads. Dead. Done. Man City, load of rubbish. But that you'll notice the tone there he had at, at half-time. Mm. He's given up, hasn't he? Yeah, it's over. And, and he knows it's over. He knows the team have given up, Don't, handing it to Arsenal yeah. on a plate. Don't bother coming back out for the second half, quite frankly. But then, about an hour later, we get this. We're not giving up this title without fight. See, there's a reason that we have a gold Premier League badge on our T-shirt, yeah? It's because we're winners and we won it. We are and we're not giving up. We're not giving up without a fight. So, all you Arsenal fans, be prepared for a long-haul slog. It'll be mentally draining. It'll be mentally taxing day by day. You'll be looking at that table. You'll be looking at the fixtures and it'll grind you down. And we'll be there, man. We'll be there until the end. We are not handing this trophy over to you without a fight. Believe me, man. Believe me. But, but, but you did. But <laughs> you just said... <laughs> <laughs> I should just give Arsenal the title now and say, no, no, Pat's in. Sorry, lad. I mean, you can football does make everyone look stupid week to week because you go, oh, but yeah, we've just got no way of scoring goals, then you'll go and win six nil or something, or mm. you know, you'll you'll write off a player and then they'll they'll all of a sudden hit a good streak of something. So it does do this to you, but within forty five minutes. I mean, could you imagine me? It's a short next, time frame is that? next to those lads watching a game. <laughs> Oh, bless them. They just, they just they're just—they're having fun, aren't they? They sit next to each other in the bedroom, don't they? Do it. It's the <laughs> format. One Mank, Anthony Taylor, Stockport, is he? Uh, Anthony yeah, Taylor, something like that. Uh, has been name checked by Richard Keys. Now you remember, if you've been listening in recent weeks, we've been talking about Richard Keys and his—I mean, his vendetta too strong a word about Mikhail Arteta's antics on the touch touchline. <laughs> Sorry, just spill a drink there. <laughs> 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 Thankfully, it's not gone over any equipment. Oh, been, you've been threatening to do that for like three weeks, to be fair. I have, yeah. I have. <laughs> do you want to get any absorbent materials to stop that creeping across the table, Michael? Or The notepad will be fine, won't it? Yeah, it'll be fine. I'll, oh, um, great. I'll go grab some in a second. <laughs> Good. Um, and Richard Keyes has uh, tweeted about Anthony Taylor putting him in his uh, in his place. Yeah. Is, I mean, I didn't even see this clip. I didn't even know Anthony Taylor had done this, but I know exactly who he's talking about. Yeah, he's booked Mikel Arteta for being for being carried, getting carried away. The nice thing is as well, Richard Keys, you've almost got to respect him because every time he does this, he complains about anyone on Twitter. His replies are just full of people saying <laughs> <laughs> saying so, things about his his daughter's well, friend, yes, um, and his wife being ill, and various things that went on around that time. But he does not get put off by it, doesn't Keyes? He will. He's a great man. He, lo- he loves the banter, and he's willing yep. to plow on. Through all of that. So Absolutely, fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. Right, Stevie Nickel. We couldn't finish this show without having some Stevie Nickel in here. We've got a photograph of him this week, haven't we? We have. If you're on the video, we'll get um, we'll get Lee to, to edit this in there. He's, he's got a nice dog. It's the same breed as my dogs. Which is? Newfoundland. Big, aren't they? Very big, yes. Steve looks like he's fallen over in this photo. <laughs> <We know why laughs> he he's, does, he's had a fall, yeah. his, his hip's gone or something like that. Yeah, completely. Uh, he's been, has he been out and about? This is what's concerning. <laughs> Yes, so he's to, to fully describe. He's got um, a high vis jacket on as, as Stevie as well. <laughs> There's a full clip of of this story on the SPN YouTube. It's about seven minutes, so it's, it's worth actually finding the whole thing. Just because he's he's such a miracle of a man. I don't know how he's. I don't know how he was a good footballer. It's weird. How's someone, he made it through life? Someone who's so physically incapable and bumbling. <laughs> it seems weird that he was like played for one of the best best club sides of of the era. 
but there he was. So yeah, he's been um, he's been out. His wife's been away, and he's he's got lost. Oh, God, uh, well, his wife, no one to look after, no one to <laughs> feed him. Good God! My wife and I have a particular route that we go a walk in okay. the woods. And the problem is that there are three trails in the woods, right? There's a yellow trail, an orange trail, and a blue trail. <laughs> and my wife knows the trail better than I do. Now, unfortunately for me, she's away at the moment, and I decided that I would I would go up this trail because. I'd convinced myself I remembered that. Okay. So after an hour, <laughs> I had no idea where it was. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what do you do? <laughs> do I keep walking, hoping that I stutter upon the, the exit? Or do I call the hero of the hour, Mr. Burley? Because <laughs> I knew. I knew if I, because there's houses yes. round, all the way around the outside of the woods. Uh, okay. And it's, it's not far from where he lives. Right. So I figured what I'd do is I'd, I'd just go to the edge and whatever the house was, I'd call him up and he'd come and pick me up and take me back to the car, me and Haggis. <laughs> His dog's called Haggis as well. Right, he? okay. There, there are lots of questions, aren't there, from this? <laughs> because, Such as? Well, the trails, he said the trails are coloured. Yeah. Mm. So there's, it'll be marked for him. Yeah. So he's even despite that, he's managed to get lost. It's clearly not the wilderness because he said it's surrounded. The woods are surrounded by houses. He's clearly got a phone on him, which is going to have a map on it, which which he's used to ring Craig Burley to to come and give him a lift. So why not look? Yeah. So why not look at the map on it? What's, what? I just yeah, I just wanted to see the moment where he walks up to the start of the three trails and he's like, well, you can't expect me to make this decision. I need my wife. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if this is the worst thing that happens while his wife's away, it's probably all right. <laughs> I, I dread to think what he's eating. It's just crisps, isn't it, while his wife's away? Yeah, and microwave meals. Do you think he can use a microwave? No, that's true. He's getting stuff out of the freezer he's and reheating it. He's, he's supposed to be in the microwave for 45 minutes, like yeah. a little ready meal. <laughs> and it's, it's got foil on it. <laughs> it started sparking, it caused the fire. <laughs> Mind you, this, this him wandering off into the woods, you know, given how bleak it was when he uh, fell into that that pond that time you can you, completely see how the pond thing happened yeah. right, you, just, know? you just wonder if you got into the woods and thought ah oh, might as well trying just take ring... off my shoes and keep walking here <laughs> trying to ring Craig Burley as he's sinking <laughs> I found some quicksand never mind but yeah do do look up the full clip on the ESPN's YouTube because he's this remarkable there, there are some several other little details there as well he's clearly lived around this area for ages as well goes to these woods all the time and has still managed to get, get lost <laughs> never there. once paid attention to what he's <laughs> He's wearing a high visibility jacket so people can see him. They well, can he, find him. He goes on to explain the reason he was wearing that is because people, it's hunting season. They just want to get shot. But then he starts talking about bow and people hunting with bows and arrows, and people they're just laughing at him, saying, "No one hunts with bows and arrows," and he's not having it. Like I said the whole the whole exchange is quite um, is quite entertaining. So come and listen to him. Maybe he's a time traveller from a medieval time. <laughs> Because he did his bread poultice, didn't he, the other week? Trying try <laughs> to su suck out the infection from his finger. And now he, he thinks people are going out with crossbows and bows and arrows and suits of armour and stuff. Wild. Oh, I love Steve. I reckon giving another another few... Well, I was going to say, would he have eaten the dog or would the dog have eaten him? Probably, <laughs> the dog would have probably eaten him more likely, wouldn't it, if they'd have been oh, stranded for any length of time? Very soft breed. No, it would have it would have licked him as he slowly just passed away. <laughs> He'd have allowed it to eat him, though. Yeah. Oh, Passively. Just... Keep yourself alive, Haggis. I've had I've had a good innings. I'm done here. He's, he's only been out for two hours. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, might as well just lay down. <laughs> I can't get through it, Craig. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> there you go. Propaganda done and dusted for this episode. We've got some uh, some bonus bits over on Propaganda Extra for TSB Plus members as well. Have a look on the website for those. If you want to, um, those episodes, if you want to have a listen or a watch as well, squareball.net forward slash plus to sign up. And we will see you in a bit. The Squareball Podcast. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.